everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy holidays to everybody. This episode is going to be dropping on Friday, December 23rd. And whatever you're celebrating, I celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. Um, but there, we just had the winter solstice, which is such a amazing, beautiful um, day that I celebrated yesterday. So anyways, my point is, regardless of what you celebrate, I just want to wish you the very warmest um, frequencies and vibes right now. Like regardless of if you celebrate or not, winter is such a beautiful time to slow down, go within, really allow ourselves to receive. Um, So Today's conversation is going to be a little hodgepodge of things. Um, I really just want to share kind of what's alive. Um, I made a post recently that got a lot of traction, so I want to talk about that. And um, yeah, just kind of check in with you guys before the end of the year. So um, let's really talk a little bit about winter solstice. This happened yesterday, which for you guys, this will be two days ago, but December 21st is the winter solstice. And I'm really starting to learn and understand more and more about this day. Um, But it's been celebrated for eons, 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 eons. Our ancestors, the, the people that, you know, came way before us. And I'm talking even before America was colonized, before Jesus was even on this planet. Like our ancestors have been celebrating the winter solstice, the spring solstice, and the two equinoxes, those four points of the year forever. And I really didn't know anything about winter solstice um, until very recently, as my relationship with nature becomes more and more intertwined and deeper. um, I would say this year for sure, nature has become a place where I go to truly just receive and give and be. And it's been so healing, so, so healing. Like I know this, this year, as you guys may know, because you've been following me along on my podcast, this year has been a lot, um, good, bad, all the things, but there's been a lot of darkness for me this year. And nature was always a place that I would go to, to, know that I was held, to know that I was supported, to know that I was a part of a more intricate, you know, weaving of fabric that I maybe didn't recognize because I was so much in my, you know, in my stuff, in my pain. Um, But what I know thus far about the winter solstice is that in ancient times, um, our ancestors would celebrate it um, with lots and lots of like fire, um, like they would have fires, um, depending on, you know, what age this was in, they would have candles that they would light everywhere. Um, they would eat lots of earthy grounding foods. Um, and it was just a really beautiful time to celebrate the coming of the sun. So from the summer equinox to the winter equinox, the days get shorter and shorter. And then on the winter equinox, which, uh, not the equinox, the solstice, sorry, the winter solstice, 
from the summer solstice to the winter solstice, the days are getting shorter and shorter. And so on the winter solstice, which was yesterday, it's the shortest day. So it's the shortest amount of sun, longest night. <clears throat> and like, yeah, yesterday the sun, it was dark by like 4.30. Um, and so our ancient ancestors would celebrate this day because it was the return of the sun, right? So from this day forward, the days are going to be getting longer and longer now. And the celebrating of the sun was so many, so many pieces of that, right? The sun brings us nourishment and life. The sun allows um, the plants to grow, allows for food to grow. The sun um, is is really a, a necessity for humans to thrive. Um, babies, when they're born, you know, if they have jaundice, they're like, they tell the parents, go and put them in front of the window and let them get some like natural sunlight. So sun is just this beautiful celebration. Um, and so yesterday I went out into the woods and I really want to presence this, that you don't have to know what you're doing, right? Like technically you don't have to, yeah, you, you, when it comes to getting back to your roots and really just getting back into nature and returning back to your intuition and your, the wisdom of your own self, I think one of the best things to do is to practice something that you've never done and you have no idea if you're doing it right or not, because then you're really left to have this experience that comes from inside of you instead of some experience that comes from your head or how you think it should look. So yesterday I knew it was the equinox. I went for a like hour long walk in the woods. I found a really beautiful spot where the sun was shining. It was by a beautiful body of water. And I just sat and I meditated. Um, I had seen an Instagram post that talked about, you know, what frequency of music you want to listen to, like what chanting you want to do. So I forget the free, I think it was 632 Hertz was the frequency and that's the frequency of the heart. Um, so they said to listen to that, or you could chant YAM, Y-A-M. So it's like, <laughs> and as I say that, you know, do that right now. Like take a deep breath. It's YAM, Y-A-M. So take a deep breath in. And then just chant, yum. And when you do that, you can feel that right in your heart space. And just for reference, um, ROM, R-A-M, ROM, that's more for your solar plexus. And when you say or chant ROM, you can actually feel it lower than yum. Yum, I can feel in my chest. ROM, I feel a little bit lower in my belly. And so these, so yam is something that you can chant because it accesses that heart chakra. It starts to open up that heart space um, and really connecting in with your heart is what you want to do for the winter solstice because the veil of reality is very thin during this period of time. And this period of time is like, two, three, four days on the front end, two, three, four days on the back end. So listening to this on Friday, December 23rd, you're going to, um, you're going to still be in this energy. So you can still do this. 
So I meditated and then I came home. Oh, I actually made a little offering at the woods. I left a little bit of my hair. I said out loud what I'm letting go of. I said out loud what I'm calling in, what I'm manifesting for this next season, the season of the sun rising, the sun presenting itself, the sun being more and more um, visible in the sky. And it was beautiful. And then I came home and I saged every corner of my house. I opened all the windows. I saged my house. I said some prayers. I played some music to kind of clear out that energy. And it was just a beautiful day. And then, yes, and then at the in the evening, I did an astral travel with Shiloh Dawn, who's been on the podcast before. Um, she did an astral travel, which was just amazing. We went all the way up to the 39th dimension. I was having so much pressure in my head. Um, I, man, when I came out of it, I've never been more like, whoa, like it took me a little while to land back in my body. But it's just so amazing to know that we have these anchor points throughout the year where we can come and check in and release and let go and call in. It's just, oh God, the more and more I work with nature and her cycles, the more and more I just feel so intertwined into the fabric of my life. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So that is what I did for my winter solstice. I would love to hear what you did. So as always, if you are enjoying this podcast, take a picture, uh, snap, uh, post it on your social, tag me, and let me know what you did for, for winter solstice, how you um, celebrated. The second piece that I want to talk to you guys today about is I want to share just for accountability and and because you guys are my community and you're my people, I want to share with you my word for 2023. As you guys know, I led an intention setting class where we had a beautiful group of um, people gather live and on replay. And every year I do this, this is the fifth year that I've done this. Um, and I, we go through, we did some breath, we did some movement, some embodiment, and I really got your body and your mind in a place where it was pretty open, it felt safe, and we were able to go in and extract, you know, all the things that we learned from 2022, and then really looking towards 2023 and asking ourselves, what do we want to experience? What do we want to feel? Um, so I, after I did all my journaling, I looked through and whatever words kind of pop out, whatever word I I wrote the most, um, if there was like a theme in the words, then I'm able to find my word. So just as a reminder, you can actually purchase the replay of that ceremony. Um, the show will be, I'm sorry, the link will be in my show, in the show notes here. You can also go to Instagram when hustle meets flow, and you'll see the link in my bio, but it's just $33. And for an hour and a half, you at the end will have your word, you'll know your intention, you'll know the theme, you'll really have created this link of how 2022 set you up for this moment of 2023 coming. So my word, and I before I tell you my word, I just want to say I had no idea what my word would be. I had no idea what my intention would be. Um, I really am in this place in my life, in my business, where I'm just surrendering, I'm sinking into trust, I'm following my heart, I'm 
picking up on all the breadcrumbs that the universe and my, my angels and my guides are leaving me. Um, so I really had no idea, you know, just for reference last year, I had a pretty good idea of what I was going to be intending. And because I had just kind of started into this pleasure practice this time last year, I had like, yeah, I had just purchased my first, um, uh, crystal wand. I was really unlocking and understanding, you know, this feminine essence and, and I still have so much to go on that front. There's a, there's a long, long journey of, of deconditioning what I've known about myself as a woman, as a female, and there's so much more to unfold, but it's a journey. It's, it's not like, okay, I'm gonna totally master my feminine, you know, energetics in here. Like, no, it's, it's, it's an unfolding. Um, but last year I had an idea and, and last year my word was, um, feminine essence. Um, it was all about really dropping into my feminine essence and from that place creating. Um, so I had an idea this year really was walking into it kind of like, I have no idea what's on deck for me. And what came through was the word value, value, valor in Spanish, which I love that value. So it's, again, if you had asked me to, you know, a month ago, oh, what does the word value mean to you? I would just, I would just kind of be like, I don't know, nothing really. Like it's obviously it's an important word, but I, I had no, no connection to it at all. Um, and what's been beautiful is by doing really understanding what 22 was about for me and the lessons that came from it and just seeing how it was like a building block to, to get where I'm going. The word value makes so much sense. Um, so it's just, and really my mantra, my affirmation, my, my theme for 2023 is to, is like value on every level in every dimension and every layer in every way possible. So like I, me being valuable, me bringing value, me receiving value, me feeling value, me feeling valued, um, really just, yeah, it really honoring my value. Like it's in all ways, in all dimensions, value is the word. And, um, my mantra is I am value. I am valued. Um, I have value, um, I bring value. It's just all of that. Um, I deserve value. It's, it's just all of that. And that was just a beautiful, beautiful unfolding that came through, um, by doing that journaling. So what's cool about the word value for me is even though, like, for instance, I mentioned last year, 2022, my word was feminine essence and this, that, and the other, me bringing value or knowing my value, bringing value, more value to my day, bringing more value to my hour, I'm more apt to drop into those feminine practices because I value myself and I value that and I value um, the the work that it is. So, and a same thing with my business. It's like, I mean, I, I feel like I always do bring value, but now that this is really, it's like whenever I create anything, you know, is this bringing value? Is this um, 
is this showing the value of, of my expertise and my work? Um, the people that I work with, do they value me? You know, are they showing up for their appointments? Are they, you know, it's, it's literally all in all the places. So I'm really excited about that. And I wanted to share that with you. And then the last little subject that I think would be super fun to talk about is, um, astrology. Um, and lately I've been really studying it a lot. I think it's funny. I think in 2023, I want to make a promise to myself to like, not get any sort of new certification or anything, because again, I value all the work and studying that I have done up until this point. And there's almost like a part of me that's like, let's not input this year. Let's just output. Let's just allow the input to be nature, to be, and like, let's just allow my own intuition and my own knowing to guide me. That being said, the next time I do invest in myself to learn a new skill, I mean, it's between breath work and astrology because I really want to like have a certificate and really understand all the layers of it. And um, I'm just so fascinated by astrology, but I am 41 years old. I'm going to be 42 in May. And there's something in astrology. You, If you're into astrology, you may have heard of your return, your Saturn return. So your Saturn return is this astrological event that happens in everyone's life around the ages of 28 to 32. And it's the first time Saturn, the planet, takes one revolution around the sun and it goes right back to where it was the the moment you were born. Um, During this time of your Saturn return, it's almost like if you're not on the right path, Saturn return is going to get you on the right path. It's going to so, you know, if you're listening to this, think about what your life, if there was any sort of big change or anything that was more defined in your life between the ages of 29 or 28 to 32. I know for me at age 29, I left corporate America. I was like, I can't do this. That's the last time I worked in a cube was when I was 29 years old and I've been an entrepreneur ever since. Anyways, so there is a another life event that happens to everyone, and it happens between the ages of 40 and 42. And this is called Uranus opposition. So Uranus opposition, I was reading all about this yesterday. Uranus opposition is when Uranus, which is a planet, is it takes about 82 years, I think, for Uranus to make one revolution around the sun. So sometime between the ages of 40 and 42, Uranus, the planet, is opposite where Uranus was the day you were born. So it's like opposite. So again, the um, a natal chart is like a circle. When you look at it, it's just a circle. And it's basically the 360 degrees of the sky. So Uranus opposite is when the planet Uranus is on the opposite side of where Uranus was the moment you were born. And so it's opposing your natal Uranus. Now Uranus, what I learned is the planet of surprise. It's the planet of like, whoa, wasn't expecting that to happen. So I'm like, shit. was this year my Uranus opposition? Like, because I had, I had a dark night of the soul. I had some ego deaths, really good things that happened. Um, hard, sad, 
um, crushing, <laughs> but good because now I'm in this much stronger place within myself. Um, but yeah, there's like a, there's a big part of me that's like, you know, is that coming? When's it coming? The other thing about astrology too, is that these things happen in houses. So there's, when you're looking at a chart, there's planets, right? Planets have their own frequency, their own vibration. They carry their own characteristics. Then there's the sign that the planet is in. So you could have, you know, Mercury and Gemini. Gemini is all about communication and, right? And then there's the house. And the house is the part of your life that this planet and it's the sign are having the effect in. So I was looking at my Uranus opposition and it's happening in my third and ninth house. And I'm going to get these, I might get these wrong, but the third house I believe is about your mental, how you think. Um, yeah, it's like your mental thoughts, how you think, um, how you communicate. So it affects your writing, your speaking, your acting, like it affects all of that. And then your ninth house, actually, let me Google this because um, ninth house in astrology. So I'm going to make sure I get this right. Yeah. And then the ninth house is about teaching, publishing, and entrepreneurship. So I don't know. I'm trying to, it's about house of philosophy and higher learning. So, you know, what's interesting is hmm, now as I speak this out loud, if my Uranus opposition has already been underway and it's been everything that I went through this past year, then I would definitely say there is, I mean, I absolutely got to a place this year where I realized that I don't need other people to be successful. Like, I, I don't know if that sounded correctly as it came out. I think what it meant was prior, so essentially... Three years ago, when I started coaching, I really decided to just do it on my own. I'm like, you know, I don't want to have a business coach like come in here and, you know, make this feel like a job, like a job. I just want to follow my intuition. And I did that for about a year and did fine. You know, I, I think I paid like $12,000 the first year I ever coached. Um, then I hired a business coach and she, she definitely helped. She, she brought in a system. And that's really what I wanted. Like I'm very like flowy and, and I need to have, it's, it's the masculine, and the feminine, you know, I'm very kind of feminine when I work in the way of like, I just follow my intuition and I try not to have rules on things that I do, but it's good to have that masculine come in and try to just kind of give you a structure. But I, I worked with her. She gave me a structure, um, did really well. I think my second year in business, I did like $80,000, $85,000 and in sales, which is amazing. Um, and then last year I found myself in this place where I thought I need somebody to help me get bigger, um, to, to reach more people, to have bigger sales, to like scale. And I think what I learned last year was that that's not true. I don't actually need anyone when I do decide to invest in a coach or in more education, right, in breath work or astrology or whatever, it's because I am I am good as I am, and 
that person or that course is going to expand me even further. So that's a very different energy than, oh my God, I need this course so that my business will scale. Or, oh my God, I need her to tell me exactly what to do so that I can blah, 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 blah. Right. And I think a lot of us do that. I think a lot of us think that we need other people to, um, to get us where we want to be. When the truth is we have every, like we're worthy. We can do it ourselves. If there is someone out there that has a skill set that can teach us something, then of course that gets to be added in, but it's not that person that's going to make you successful. It's you taking their information, running it through your own system, and then putting it out to, into the world your way. That's that's how that's how coaching and mentorship, I think the healthy side of coaching and mentorship, that's what that looks like. So I, when people work with me, I never want them to think that I'm going to fix them. Like I say to my clients all the time, like, you are so valuable and worthy and good and deserving as you are. Like there's nothing that needs to change about you at all. What I'm going to help you with is I'm going to help you let go. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to help you let go of some of the hangups that you have, some of the things that are holding you back, some of the misconceptions that you have about yourself, some of the limiting beliefs, some of the false beliefs that your parents, that society, whoever imprinted you with that you're now ready to let go of. Because all I do as a coach is I just take the layers off of who you really are and who you really are is always there. I just help you kind of feel her more, see her more. And she is the one that guides you. She is the one that makes you more and better is you. It's not me. And so I think this year, that's what changed with me and how I invest in coaches and how I invest in mentorship or programs is like, I want to invest in something because I want to know it for me and my natural enthusiasm and joy is going to bless others with it. Like for astrology, it's like, obviously I'm so curious about astrology, but I never would invest in astrology because I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be the thing that's going to like make me, you know, a million dollars. It's like, no, astrology expands me. Astrology makes sense. Astrology helps me put the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, but I am the vibe. I am the reason why I will make a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? So it's just very interesting how um, astrology really just kind of fills in the missing pieces of, of a picture sometimes. So yeah, I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday. I I'm going to do my best to make a podcast for the end of the year. Um, again, I really want to bring as much value to my conversations as possible. So I am not going to be forcing myself to do anything. I'm just going to allow it to come. But I would love to hear from you guys if you've done any journaling, if you've worked on your intentions, your goals. Um, yeah, this it's, it's going to be... An interesting, I think 2023, as I checked in with my higher self, she, she told me that 2022 was an unfolding and that 2023 would be more of an unfolding, but that it's all for my highest good. It's all coming. And to just 
be patient and be really loving with myself. My higher self also told me, and I'm going to leave you guys with this, but she told me not to leave myself this year. She told me not to leave myself, not to abandon myself when I'm sad, when I'm angry, um, not to abandon myself when I have success, but to really stay present with myself. So my, my inner child, um, I did a meditation with her and she gave me our teddy bear that we had um, growing up. And she just asked me to bring that into 2023. And that was her way of telling me, bring me, bring me into 2023. And it's like, of course I am. I have a picture of my 16 year old self on my desk. I have a picture of like three year old, my four year old self um, at my altar. Um, They always come with me. So I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas, and I will see you guys either right before New Year's or in the new year. I love you. Bye.